Shas Illuminated presents the following shir by Rabbi Naftali Greenberg. Mesecha Susaita has been dedicated by Mr. and Mrs. Noyach Stengel Le'iloi Nishmas, Ephraim El Yehu Ben Yosef, and Chana Bas Shmuel Halevi. Soito Daf Mem We're holding in the middle of the sugya of the mitzvah of being Melaver people on the streets. And because of that mitzvah, the Gemara, the end of Daf Mem Zayim Beis, brought the story of Elisha Hanavi, who the Gemara says, because they were not him from Yerichai, so a terrible story happened, and these Ketanim would try to be Mavaze Elisha, and Elisha ended up being Mekal them, and they ended, the children ended up being killed by these bears. So now the Gemara is going to continue discussing this, discussing this story, and different cheetahs in the Amirayim as to what actually happened during that situation. But first, we'll just speak out two different pshatim in what happened over there. What did the Ketanim say to Elisha Hanavi? The Gemara at the end of Mem Vavon Beis brings the Pasuk in Molochim Beis. V'yal misham Beis El, v'hu olo bederech, u'na'arim tonim yotzu min ha'ir, v'yizkalsu boi, v'yoyimru lo'i alei koyrach, alei koyrach. So our Gemara says, Amru lo'i alei, shehikrachdo aleinu es hamakon. Rashi explains, means that they ruined their parnasa because this, these children, their job was they took money for bringing, for bringing water from another town into this city and that was uh, taken away from them by Elisha Anavi because he made a nace and he was mamtik, he made all the water of this town sweet so they lost their parnasa so she krachta aleinu she krachta aleinu esamakoim is another word saying that they caused the, their parnasa to be frozen, that they couldn't make parnasa anymore. The Malbim on this pasuk suggests a different mahalik to explain these words. He says, Alei kairach, alei kairach, meaning Eliyahu Anavi was the current leader of Klal Yisrael, and he was a balseya, he had a full head of hair. Alei kairach is miloshan kairach, miloshan being bald. Elisha did not have hair. And the Ketanim were telling him, Alei Kairach, you bald person are going to go and be Mimale the Makum of Eliyahu Anavi. You're going to take his spot as the Manig of Klal Yisrael. And he does have hair. It's Yodua that people that have hair have a different Teva, a different natural tendency, different types of Midois than people that don't have hair. And therefore, it's not Shaykh. They, they, they were challenging this possibility of Elisha being a suitable, being a suitable Mimalamakum for the job of being Manik of Kal Yisrael. That's how the Malbim explains the Pshat in these Pasuk. The Ma'is of the Gemara goes on to Mimzayinam to bring a very interesting Machlekes between Rav and Shmuel as to what actually happened over here with these Ketanim. The Lush of the Pasuk is, the Pasuk says that two bears came out of the forest and they came and they attacked these 42 Yelodim. But to Machlech is Rav and Shmuel here, how many Nisim were there? Rav and Shmuel, Chad Amar Neis, Chad Amar Neis V'Toich Neis. One Mand Amar says there was one Neis and the other Mand Amar says there was a Neis within a Neis. There was two Nisim. Mand Amar Neis, what was the nace? Yar haya. There was always a forest there. That was not a nace that they came out of a forest. Dubim loy hayu. But there, was not, there were no bears in this forest. So the nace was that bears came out of the forest. Manda amar nace betoich nace loy yar haya loy dubim havu. There was no yar and there was no dubim. So there was two nisim here. One nace was that a yar came. And another nace that dubim came. So Why is it if there was no yar, if there was previously no yar, so why did a Kodesh Baruch Hu have to make there be a yar? Why wouldn't it have been enough for Kodesh Baruch Hu just to make the second nace and bring dubim to the scene, and they would be a bit, they would be allowed to to destroy these rishayim? Why did a Kodesh Baruch Hu also have to bring a yar? The Gemara answers did ba'isi because they were scared. Rashi teaches the Ba'isi is going on the Dubim. Rashi says, Had Dubim would have been scared, the bears would have been scared to attack the Yelodim had there not been a Yar there. Because a bear only feels comfortable to attack 
if he knows that his natural habitat is close by and he can run away if he needs to. But if there would not have been a forest there, the bear would not have had enough courage to attack human beings. That's how Rashi explains the Gemara's terrace. The Marsha here in Chidush Godes claims that Rashi's Pshad is Dachuk because if a Kodesh Baruch Hu brought bears to the scene in order to kill these Rishoyim, so there's no chance that the bears would have been too scared to do the attack. It's Pasha they would have had enough courage without a Yar on scene in order to be Mekayim the Tzibwe of Kodesh Baruch Hu. Therefore the Marsha explains the Ba'isi is going on the Yelodim. That had there not been a Yar there, so when the Yeladim saw these Dubim from far away, they would have been scared to walk past that place because they would know that the Dubim would attack them. But now that there was a Yar there, so that deceived the Ketanim into thinking that the Dubim would just have, they're going to walk back into the Yar, they're not going to come and attack them, therefore they had enough courage to walk past the bears and giving the opportunity that provided for the opportunity for the bears to attack them and kill them. That's the Gemara's terror, it's according to the Marsha. The Gemara continues, Omer Rabbi Chanino, Bishvil Arboim Ushnaim Korbonoi Shehikriv Bolok Melech Moyov, Hufku Mi Yisrael Arboim Ushnaim Yelodim. Because of the 42 Korbonois that Bolok Melech Moyov brought in order to, be, to give a schus that Bilam's curse should be chal against the Yidin, so Bolok brought 42 Korbonois. Bishchus, those 42 korbanos that he made, the 42 Yeladim, these 42 people were killed from Klal Yisrael. That was the result of these 42 korbanos. Connected the 42 korbanos was the 42 Yeladim. The Marsha explains, Alpi Pashtus, that since the kavana of Balak was when he brought these korbanos, that the korbanos should, should help Bilam destroy all of Klal Yisrael, even though Kodesh Baruch Hu did not allow that these korbanos should cause the destruction of Am Yisrael, but they were able to destroy a small chalik of Klai Yisrael, the hind of these 42 Yiladim. The Maral explains in Chidushi Agodois that the tachas of the Membeis korbanos was to be Me'orer, a shame of Kodesh Baruch Hu that has Membeis Oisiyos. The Maral says that this shame has a Bechina in it which is Kneged Klai Yisrael. Therefore, he dafka chose to be murder that shame when he was bringing these korbanos in order to allow Bilam's klala to be chal. That's why he brought dafka forty-two korbanos. And Kodesh Baruch Hu, of course, was not matzliach. He did not allow hatzlacha to go on the efforts of Bilam. But when Elisha was mekalal, these yeladim, these rishayim. So Elisha also used the shame of the Membez Oisiyos in order to make this Klobichal. And when he used the same shame that Bolok had used many years before that, that was Misoyer that the Klola of Bolok could be Chal. And the Kosh Baruch Hu allowed the Klola to be Chal on the Rishoyim of Klai Yisrael instead of being Chal on Klai Yisrael, on the, on the whole Klai Yisrael, just Dafka on these 42 Rishoyim. But that's why he used Dafka, Dafka this shame of 42 because this was the shame which is Shaykh to cause punishment to the Am Yisrael. The Gemara goes on to ask Akasha. The Gemara says, Aini, v'omer of Yehuda, v'omer rav lo'ilam yasek odom b'toyre u b'mitzvayis v'afapi sh'loy l'shma, sh'mitoyich sh'loy l'shma, bo l'shma, sh'beschar arboim u'shnaim korbonois, sh'hikriv bolok melech moyav, zochov v'yotosom imenu rus. The Gemara brings this Memra of Yehuda Marav that says a person should always learn Torah and do mitzvahs even if it's Shaloy L'Shem Shemayim. Shemitech Shaloy L'Shma because Ayyadeh doing them Shaloy L'Shma he will come to do it L'Shma. The Gemara brings a proof to this Klal Shabbeschar in the reward for the 42 Korbanois that, that Balak Melech Moyev brought even though they were not done l'shem shemaim, rather they were done as a purpose of being able to make Bilam's curse bichal, bichal on Klal Yisrael. Afilu hachi yotasamimenu rus. Rus came. Rus was a was a descendant of Balak Melech Moyav, and from Rus came Shloimai shekasu be elef oilois yaale Shloimai. And Rabbi Yosi ben Choyni said, Rus bitoy shel eglon. 
Rus was the daughter of Eglon, and Eglon was the son of Balak. So we see that Rus was a granddaughter of Balak. So the Gemara's question over here, according to Rashi, is that how could we say that in the schus and the schar of the 42 korbanos, that's why the 42 Yeladim were killed by the curse of Elisha, we see from here that in the schus, in the, the schar of his 42 korbanos, he was zoichet to give birth to, uh, to, to that Rush should be a granddaughter of his and Shlomo Amel should come from her. So the Gemara answers, The Maisa, he wanted a klala, therefore his schar would not have been complete just merely by having Shlomo Amelech be a descendant of his, but rather it also had to somehow result in some sort of destruction of the klala Yisrael. Lamaisa, the Gemara here, brings a very famous klal, a very famous idea. So we're going to discuss a couple of aspects that has to do with this sugya. We'll first begin with the famous, famous kasha of the Bali Toysvis in a few places. One of them is an Arma Sechta, Soitid of Chav Beis Alabeis. Toysvis there asks the stira that it says in Tainus of Zion, Somebody who learns Torah, the Torah becomes for him a poisonous potion which will kill him. There also, Torah asks from Brochus of Zion, it says if somebody learns Torah, it would have been better for him not to have been born. And over here in our sugi, it's mashma, that learning Shalai is not so bad. Adarabah. La'ilam, a person should always learn Torah Shalai because it leads him to learn Torah Lishma. So Torah has a, two different terutsim in a couple different places. Torah over there says, that when the Gemara by us says that he's learning Torah Shalai it means he's learning in order to prevent Yisurim from coming upon him. Or he's learning in order to get the pras, in order to get schar and reward in Oilam Haba and Oilam Hazah. But rather his kavana is, and his kavana is not, That's not his kavana, rather his kavana is personal selfish reasons. That's called to learn Shaloy Lishma. On that, Chazal say, it's okay, and it's even a positive thing we'll see soon, because it's going to lead him to learn Shalishma. In Brochus and Tainus, it's talking about a person who's learning He's a person who doesn't keep the mitzvahs. And he's learning in order for care. He's learning because he wants to do worse. He wants to know what he's not allowed to do. Such a type of learning will not lead him to Lishma. Rather, it's And the Torah becomes for him a Sam HaMavis. Torah in Brochus, Yud Zayin, Dibur Maschal HaOisek gives a different chiluk between the two Gemaras. There, Toysvah says that our sugi is talking about somebody who is learning for kavod. He's learning that people should be mechabed him and call him Rebbe. Mashenkin over there, the sugi in Brachos and in Tainus is talking about he's learning kedele kanter chaveirov. He wants to have a good argument. He wants to be able to fight and prove his friends wrong. That's a shaloy l'shma, which will not lead to anything good. There's a very chashrav shtikel in Reb Chaim, Velozhner Sefer Nevesh Chaim. It's found in the section called Prokim. After the third parak, he has a section called Prokim. There, the third parak, he discusses this idea of learning Torah Shaloy Lishma. And he writes some very, very fascinating, inspiring words, which I would like to share with you. There, Rabbi Chaim says that it's Kimat, Bilti Efshar. It's almost impossible for a person to sit down and learn Torah Lichatchila at the beginning of his Seder entirely Lishma. There's almost always going to be a small pnia, a small machshav in his mind of a loyalishma. And that's okay. Rab Chaim says, Fakert, the loyalishma he compares to a ladder. Where the melech tells a person to climb a ladder, it's impossible for him to get to the top of the ladder without first going on the bottom rung of the ladder. That's the only way to get to the top ladder, to the top of the ladder. So too, when it comes to Limun HaToyrah, Hagam, the Ikka Kavan of Kodesh Baruch Hu, is that he wants us to learn Torah Lishma, but it's impossible for a person to learn Torah Lishma if he doesn't first learn Torah Shaloy Lishma. It's impossible, says Rabbi Chaim. 
He says, therefore, when a person sits down to learn and he starts learning, he's ahu in front of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. He's beloved to a Kodesh Baruch Hu at that moment because he's mamish doing Ratzon Hashem to the best of his ability. He's doing the Heichatim, so the one and only Heichatim that the Kodesh Baruch Hu gave him to learn the Shema is to first learn Shaloy Lishma, and that's exactly what he's doing. He writes something else there, very, very interesting, that if somebody sees someone learning Shalai Lashma, it's also to be Mavazim even in his Machshava. It's also to even think low of him. Not only that, if he sees somebody learning his entire life, he's an old man and he knows that person his entire life was learning just for covered. Just for covered purposes, he's mechuyev to be mechabed that person, and of course the kal It's also to be mevaz that person. Reb Chaim says, he explains that because since Chazal told us should be toich shaloylishma he says it does not mean to say that if a person learns shaloylishma for many years, so then after that his entire rest of his life is going to be a big asik of toylishma. But rather, no, the Eitzahar is always schlepping a person. And, and making him, giving him ideas of Shaloy Lishma in his head. And therefore, Chazal was maftiach that if a person sits down to learn a few hours, Beretzifus, even though the beginning of his learning was Shaloy Lishma, there's a haftacha from Chazal that within that Seder Limit there's going to be machshavas of Lishma. And those machshavas of Lishma are Mekadish, the entire Seder of, of Limud, and turning it all into a Seder of Lishma. And therefore, anybody that sits and learns, even if it's completely Shalai Lishma, Rabbi Chaim says, is Kodesh V'tohor, and such a person is Muftah from Chazal, that he's going to eventually get to the Madregas of Lishma. We'll start now discussing, Ve'ezus Hashem, the Mishnah at the bottom of the Fem Zayin The Mishnah begins with a halacha, Nimtza ha'hoireg ad shaloyner fa'a ha'agola teitze v'tire ve'edim. The Mishnah discusses what's the halacha, if they bring down the Egla, and before they do the Maisa Arifa, they find the Hoireg. They figure out who the Hoireg was. In such a case, the Mishnah says, so they take the Agala and they let it go free. It can go, it can go walk around. It's not Asr Bahana. Even though the Mishnah says in the Vajazara, at the end of the last paragraph of Vajazara, that the Egla Arufa is Asr Bahana, since they found the Hoireg before they ended up doing the Maisa Arifa, so this Egla is not Azubahana. Rashi here speaks out, the first Rashi in the Mishnah, that this Tana does not hold that the Egla is Asur from the time it goes down to Nachal Esau. Because if he would hold that the Isur Hana is Chal, immediately when the Egla goes down to Nachal Esau, so that even if they would find the Hoireg, it would be too late. It was already chal on. The, it was already chal on this egel. Adin israhana, and it would, it would, we have to kill it and bury it on the spot. Elamai the Tana holds, like the Mando Omar, that it only becomes Asr bahana after the Maisa Arifa is done. The Maisa, this Rashi, is mefurish in Masechta Krisus. Rashi quotes the sugya and of Chafheim with Aleph starts with Chafdalim and Beis. The Gemara over there brings a machlekes between Rav Hamnuna and Rav. Rav Hamnuna holds that the Egla is Osir Mishas Yerida L'Nachal Eisan. And Rava holds that Michaim, it doesn't become Osir. It's only Osir after they do the Maisa Arifa. After they kill it. Rava says, Mina Aminala, how do I know that it only becomes Osir after they kill it and not before? He brings our Mishnah. Since the Mishnah says, Nim if they find the Roitzeach, before the Maisa Arifa, so the Egla, the Egla can go free, and he's not Asr Bahana. We see from here that the Isra is not Chal Mechayim. That's the Raya of Rava. Mela, this Mishnah holds like the Mando Amar that the Egla or Rufa only becomes Asr after the Maisa Arifa. The Rambam in Hilchitz Reitzeach, Perik Yud Halachavav, Paskins like Rav Hamnuna. The Rambam says, Loshna Rambam is Egla Arufa Asur Bahana. From the time that the, that the eagle goes down to Nachalaisan, it already becomes Asur Bahana. So we see that he's passing like Rav Hamnuna. The Doyle Rishonim and Achronim, they all ask the Kasha on the Rambam. From two halachas later, the Rambam passes in halacha ches. 
If they find the Hoireg before, before they do the Maisa Arifa, so the eagle goes free. The eagle can go. He's not a Subhanah. Like it says in our Mishnah, the Rabbi Paschal is our Mishnah. This Lachoira is a Stiva to the Sugin Krisus. Because like we just explained, the Gemara Krisus says that this Halacha, that the eagle goes out, he's, that, he's, that he goes out and he's not killed, is only according to the Mandu Omar that it becomes Asr Bahana after the Maisa Arifa. And the Rabbah Paschal, like the other Mandu Omar, the Rabbah Paschal, like the Mandu Omar, like the Mandu Omar, that it's also Mikhaim, therefore, according to the Rambam, the Halacha should have been that it blibes Asr Bahana even though they find the Harug before the Maisa Arifa. This is the Kasha of the Rishonim and the Achorim. The Rajbah and Shuva could be the first Rishon to discuss this Kasha. The Lashon of the Rajbah, I'll read it to you, the Kes of Mishnah quotes it. The Rajbah says, that question that you asked me on the Rambam, he you asked very good. I don't understand how this could be. The Rambam seems to be He seems to be paskling atarti de sasri. The pligi bekrisus the lahamid I tried very hard to be mamid the Rambam and I couldn't. And then he adds in a very interesting thing. He writes Even the rivid, he didn't argue on the Rambam. Therefore, we have to we have to come and figure out a issue for this Rambam. This is even the rivid's moed to this Rambam. So the case of Mishnah. The Kesav Mishnah right here says a very, very fascinating explanation in the Shittas Rambam. He wants to say the Rambam is based on a kasha that Toysavis asks in Chulundav Peibes. The, the Gemara there is discussing the Machlekas Tanoim about a Shechita She'ein Ru'uya, whether or not it has a shame Shechita or not. If somebody Shechs Oysav Espinoyim one day, so he's Chayav Malkus. It's a love to shech the mother and the child and the baby of the mother in the same day is a love to Raisa. But that's only if the, both Shechitas have a shame Maisa Shechita. But if the Shechita does not have a shame Maisa Shechita, so there's no love. So over there, there's a Shiloh. What if the Shechita does not result in Heter Achilo? For whatever reason, for some outer reason, besides the Shechita, the Behemoth is also to eat. Either it's a shohaniskal, or maybe the behema is a trefa. For some other reason, the behema cannot be eaten. So there is a machlekas tanayim that's called a shchita she'ena ruuya, and there's a machlekas does it have a shame shchita or not? If we say it has a shame shchita, so the behema is it has a shame shchita, and the person that shechted was over the lav of oisav esbenoi the yoyimecha loishishchatu. Mashiachin, if you hold lav shmei shchita, so he didn't shecht it. So mainly he wasn't over the love of Oysav Esbenoi. One of the examples there in the Brisa of this Machlekes is in the case where somebody goes and shechs the Egla Arufa. The Gemara asks, why is an Egla Arufa considered a Shkita She'en Ruya? Who said it's Asr Bahana? It's not Asr Bahana. So the Gemara says, Enechenami, Egla Arufa, Eina Mishnah. The Gemara takes it out. Egla Arufa is a Shkita Ruya. How do we know? The Gemara explains because of our Mishnah. The Mishnah says, From the fact that the animal is allowed to go free after they find the Horog, we see that there's no Isra Hanah Chal on the Behem Michaim, and therefore there's no reason to say that if somebody goes and shechs this, this Egla Rufa before the Maisa Arifa, they shecht it. So why should it be a Shkita Shainaruya? It's not Asr Bahanah yet. So since it's not Asr Bahanoi, the Shechita is Chal, the Behemoth is Mutter Bahachila, and therefore we can't refer to Egla Rufa as a Shechita She'ein Ruya. That's what it says in the Gemara and Chulin. Teisvist there asks Akasha, why is this Mishnah Raya that a Behemoth is not Asr Bichayim, the Egla Rufa is not Asr Bichayim? Well, I'll tell you, the Mishnah holds that the Egla Rufa is Asr Bichayim. But, says Teisvist, if we find the Horug before they do the Maisa Arifa, so Adaita de Hachi Loi Hiktish. They didn't take this Egla Rufa al Das, they're going to find the murderer. The whole point of bringing the Egla Rufa is Dafka Bikhaigav that we don't know who the murderer was. It was Loyala al Das, they were going to find the murderer. And Dafka, because of that, they took this Egla Rufa. That there should be a kapara to Am Yisrael, that they shouldn't be punished for this Maisa Ritzicha, that we're not going to avenge this Maisa Ritzicha by killing the Ritzicha, because we don't know who he is. 
But when we find the murderer, so we say it's Nisgalim Afreya, that we never needed this Eglah in the first place. And therefore the Kedusha of the Eglah Rufa is Paka, the Yisra Hana is Paka, it doesn't have a shame Eglah Rufa, Lamafreya, the whole shame Eglah Rufa is Nifka Lamafreya. That's Tosis' Kasha there in Chulim. Tosis answers that no, since it's highly unlikely that they're going to find the Reitzayach, so that when they take this Egla Rufa in the first place, they have in mind to be Makdish, they're Goymer, they're Goymer U Makdish in all situations, even in the time that they find it, because it's Layala al Das Cloud that they're going to find the murderer. They don't think about that such possibility, and they think that it's so unlikely that they have in mind to be Makdish this Egla Rufa, even on the time that they find the murderer. That's Toysus' Teretz, and that's why our Mishnah is Taka Araya, that, it, that the Behemoth is not Kodosh Michaim, and that's why it's considered. The Kesef Mishnah says, he tells that this Rambam, the Rambam holds like Taisa's Kasha. The Rambam holds Taisa's Kasha was so glad, was so good, that even though the Gemara does not answer for Rav Hamnuna, that this Mishnah really holds that the Behemoth is Osir Michayim, and the reason why it goes free is because it was this Galim Afreya that he made a toast by being Makdashit. But that answer is so good, that's Taka what Rav Hamnuna holds. And that's how the Rambam holds. And that's why the Rambam Paskin both halachas. Mitzat Echa the Rambam Paskin is like Rav Hamnuna, that the Behemoth is also Michayim. Mitzat Shemi the Rambam Paskin is our Mishnah, that the Behemoth goes free after they find the Harug. And the reason is because since they found the Harug, it was this Galilam Afreya that it was a mistake in the first place to take the Egla Rufa. They didn't really want this Egla Rufa. The male of the Kedusha goes off. He adds one more thing, just to make this a little bit more palatable, this idea, that this Rambam, it could be, is going to Shitosa. The Rambam, as we know, we mentioned Kama Pamun already. The Rambam is quoted by the Ramban in the Parsha of Egla Rufa. The Rambam holds that the reason why they brought the Egla Rufa in the first place was in order to create a tumult in the city where the Egla Rufa was being brought from. And on day, this big tumult, they were going to hope that they would find the Reuteach means the whole tachlis of the Egla Rufa was in order to find the Ritzayach. Therefore, that which Toysfus says, that, they, had, that they, had, they, were, they didn't think they were going to find the Ritzayach, and therefore, they brought the Egla Rufa, even, alt, even on the side that they find him, they still have in mind that it should be an Egla Rufa. The Rambam Lashitosa could argue with that, because the Rambam holds that they do have in mind that they're going to find the Ritzayach. <laughs> Hooray! That's the whole tachlis, that's the whole kavana of bringing the Egla Rufa in the first place was in order to find the Reitzach. Therefore, the Rambam can hold like Toysvis' Havamila, Toysvis' Kasha, that since they had in mind that maybe there was a good chance they're going to find the Reitzach, they're only bringing the Egla Rufa on the side that they don't find him. But if before they do the Maisa Arifa, they find the Reitzach, so then they say that we don't need this Egla Rufa, and that's not what we didn't have in mind to bring it to Kihai Gavna. That's how the Kes of Mishnah tries to be Miyashiv, this, this Gvaldiki Rambam. <coughs> the Gemara says, Andaf Bim Zayin Amud Beis, the first Gemara after the Mishnah. Tanur Rabbanam, Minayin Shi'im Ne'erfa Ha'agola, Va'achakach Nimtza Ha'hoireg, She'ein Poiteres Oisoy. How do we know that if after the Arifa is done to the Agola, and then afterwards they find the Ha'hoireg, so, we don't say that they already had their kapara, and therefore he's potter from his chiv misa. We don't say that. Talmud Loimar, we learn from the Pasuk, The Oretz, the land, will not get kapara, will not get atonement for the blood that was spilled on it, except for, unless it gets, all, unless it gets the dam that killed that person. The only way for the land to get kapara for this murder is with the blood of the murderer. Therefore, from this passage, we learn out that even Egla Rufa does not have the ability to atone for this Reitzeach. Maisa Rashi in the parsha of Egla Rufa in parsha Shoftim brings as a mikor to this halacha that there's no kapara for the Reitzeach by the Maisa of the Egla Rufa from a different pasuk. At the end of the parsha of Egla Rufa, the last pasuk says, "Va'ata tevayer hadam hanaki mikirbecha, you shall destroy the innocent blood from your midst." Kitase hayosha be'ene Hashem. 
On that pasuk, Rashi says, "Vata tevar magid." It tells us sheim nimtza ha'horeg achar shenis arpa ha'agala harezi ha'horeg. He still gets killed, and he actually brings soitzdaf memzayin as a makor, which is a pella, because our gemara brings out a completely different pasuk, pasuk from Parshas Masay as the makor for this halacha. Also, the Rambam in Perak Tes in Hilchos Reitzeach halacha gimel. The Rambam there also brings the same makor as Rashi. He also says the Makor is from this Pasuk of Atta Tevair in uh, Parshas Shoiftim. Toysvis and Ksubis, Taflamad Zayinam at Beis, he deals with this Kasha. Over there, the Gemara also brings our Pasuk of La'aretz La'yechupa Ladam as the Makor for this Halacha. Toysvis over there gives an explanation to Rashitas Rashi. Why is it that Rashi put this din on a different Pasuk? Over there, the Gemara says in Subis that really we could have learned from the Pasuk of Ata Tevair. We could have used that as a Makor for this halacha. Just we need that Pasuk for a different halacha. We need that Pasuk to teach us that there's a Chiv Hereg, the Haina we kill a Roitzeach with the Hereg, with a Saif. We kill him with the sword. That's how, that's, that's the Dal, that's, that's the, that's the Nisa's Bezdin that we give to Eretzeach. It's learned out from the Pasuk of Atta Tevair. So Toysvah says, based on the Sugi and Sanhedrin, Dafnin Bez on Bez, over there it's Mavur, that the Gemara there is also trying to find the Makor, that the Chiv Misa of Eretzeach is Hereg. And the Gemara wants to learn out from the fact that the Torah says that if somebody kills his Eved, we say from the Pasuk of Nakam Yenakim that he is Chayav Misa Behereg with a sword. So the Gemara wants to say if somebody kills an Eved, he's Chayav Misa Besayif. Koshakain, if somebody kills a Ben Chayrin, he should also be Chayav Herek with a Saif. So the Gemara is Madchem, the Gemara says no, maybe Chenek is more Chomer than Herek. So if somebody kills a Ben Chayrin, he gets a more serious punishment of, of, of Chenek strangulation, and not merely the punishment of Hereg. So the Gemara says, So we have to learn now from this Pasuk of Atta Tevar. Atta Tevar teaches us that even if somebody kills a Ben Chayrin, he's also Chayv only Hereg. But that's only if Chenek is more Chomer than Hereg. But if we hold that Hereg is more Chomer than Chenek, so therefore, we don't comes out. We don't need the pasuk of Ata Tevair because even if somebody kills an Eved, the Torah says he gets the more chomer punishment of Hereg. Kolshachen, if somebody kills a Ben Chayvin, like Gemara says in the Havamina, he's going to get the more chomer punishment of Hereg. And therefore, Ata Tevair is not needed for what the Gemara says in Subis to learn out that the Chiv Hereg is on a Roitzeach. And we can go back to the Gemara's Havamina in Subis that Ata Tevair is a Makar. For the, this halacha, that if they find the harug, that he's still going to be chayav misa, and that's the makor for Rashi and the Rambam. This toisvus they hold, they paskin that herig is more chomer than cherek, and therefore they learn out that the atatavir is the makor for the halacha. This for this halacha. We'll continue now, Beis Hashem, at the Gemara. The next two dots. The Gemara is quoting the Mishnah that says eight echad oimer reisi es and then he's contradicted by another eight echad, so they still have to bring the Egla Rufa, because the eight echad was contradicted. The Gemara is Medayek, time The reason why we don't believe the first eight echad to Pater, the Chiv Egla Rufa, is only because he was Huchash by another eight echad. Haloy Machish, the Gemara is Medayek, if he would not have been Machish him, eight echad Meheman, so then an eight echad is believed. And Eidachet is believed in the parsha of Egla Rufa, the pater from Egla Rufa. The Gemara says, Minahanimili, where do we know this from? That an Eidachet has Ne'emonus, the pater from the Egla Rufa. Usually in Kol Tarkuli we find that we need two Eidim. The Gemara brings a pasuk, Tan Rabbanon, Loinoida Mihiko. The parsha of Egla Rufa says that we bring the Egla Rufa, Dafka, because we don't know who is the one who killed the Nirzach. So the Gemara's Medayek, Ha'noida Mihikahu, if we know who was the one who was Reitzeach, who, who killed this Nirzach, Afilu Echad Besoyf Ha'oilam, even if one person at the end of the world, Loi Hayu Orphan. So we would not bring the Egla Arufa. That's the Makor that an Eid Echad, even if one Eid Echad knows 
who the Ratech is, that's already enough to exempt from the Chi of Egla Rufa. Rabbi Chanan in Koivet Sa'aris asks a very interesting Ha'ar on this Gemara. He says that Lechoira bringing pattering from the Egla Rufa is an example of Iser. And we find in Kol Kulay there's a cloud of Eid Echa Neman Bi'isurin. So why is it that over here the Gemara has to bring a special Mekor to tell us, to teach us that an Eid Echad is believed, the Pater from Egla Rufa, it should be no worse than Kol Shar Kol Kulay where we always apply the din of Eid Echad Neman Bi'isurin. So Rabbi Khanan says a Yisoyed, a very Chosh of a Yisoyed to know. He's Machalik between two different types of Eidius in the Torah. Whenever we find the Torah requires two Eidim, that's because in order to verify this halacha, the Torah requires a Yidiyah Brura. In order to be Machayev somebody Misa for killing, it's, we have to know for a fact that this person is the murderer. The Torah was Machadesh, that the way to come to this Birur is Ayyadei Shnei Eidim. Therefore, to aid him, when it comes to being mevayer, who Eretzeach is, that's considered a Yediyah Gemura, a Yediyah Brura. We know that this plainly is the Eretzeach because two aid him told us so. Masha'en came in all the parashiyas ha-Torah, where the Torah believed in Eid Echad, for example, Yisurim, or maybe to be Mechaev Shvua, and other situations like, for example, an Isha whose husband left the town, and an Eid Echad is made that she saw him dead. All these cases where the Torah was mamin in Eid Echad. That's not the pshat that now we know the Mitzis is, like this Eid Echad is saying. But rather, we believe in Eid Echad, we go with the Eid Echad, but not the Torah's Yediyah, that now we have a Yediyah Berura, that that is exactly what happened up here with the Eid Echad said. No, fakeret. We go with the Eid Echad, even though we don't have a Yediyah Berura, it's Exeris Akosov, and each parsha has to be learned up with Neatzma, why is it in that scenario we don't need a Yediyah? But that's the Lomda Shechilek, the Yosoidistik Achilek between the Neemonas of an Eid Echad and the Neemonas of Shnei Eidim. Therefore, says Rabbi Khanam, based on this Yosoid, since the Torah says, The Lashen Noida is Lashen Yediyah, it's mashma that in order to get out of the Chiv of Egla Rufa, we have to have a Yediyah, we have to know who's the Ratzeach. Therefore, even though Egla Rufa does fall into the category of Eid Ne'ech and Nema but since over here the Torah was Megal, that we need a Yediyah to Pater, we need to know who is the Ratzeach, Therefore, over here, we don't apply the din of Eid Echad and Bisurin, because an Eid Echad doesn't provide for us a Yediyah. Therefore, says Rabbi Chanan, we need a special Xeris HaKosuf to teach us over here that an Eid Echad is Naman. Don't think that just because an Eid Echad does not provide a Yediyah, that it shouldn't be Naman. Kamash Bulan, the Pasuk, tells us that over here an Eid Echad is Naman. The next ten lines or so in the, in the, in the Gemara is an idea identical sugya to what the Gemara says in the Flamin Aleph on the base. So we already, we already learned that sugya. So we're going to jump now to the two dots where the Gemara quotes the Mishnah, Mishurabu HaRoitzchim. The Mishnah says, Mishurabu HaRoitzchim, Botla Egla Rufa. The Gemara brings a brisa, Tanu Rabbanon, Mishurabu HaRoitzchanim, Botla Egla Rufa. From when the Roitzchanim increased, so the Botla Egla Rufa was, was Botla. Lefisheinah Ba Elo Al Hasafik. Because Egla Rufa was only brought on a suffix when we don't know who the murderer was. Mishurabu HaRoitzchanim Begiloi Botla Egla Rufa. The Raisa continues making a somewhat of a repetitive statement. When the Ratzchanim were, were Nisrabe, when they, when, they, when they increased their amount of killing, so the Egla Rufa became Botla. Rashi explains over here, Dibur HaMaschil, Elo Al HaSafik, Va'achshav Yoidim Esahorgim Mihem. Now we know who the Horgim are. The Rashash asks Akasha on the Rashi and who then on the Gemara. And the Chayre, it's very hard to understand that if we only, if the problem is that we only bring Egla Ruha, B'makam HaSafek, so the more that the Reutzchim or Nisrabe, the more people begin killing, the more the Suffolk increases as to who the murderer was and it's more difficult to find the Reutzchim. Why does Rashi explain Alpi the Gemara? That now that we know, now that, now that we know who the murderer is, 
So we can't bring Egla Rufa. Fakeret is true. The more murderers are taking place, the more murders are happening, the less sure we are who the murderer is. If there's only one murderer in the town, so then we know who the murderer was. But if there's five, six, seven, eight murderers in the town, it makes it more difficult for us to decide who it is. Therefore, the Rashash goes on his own pshat. He says it's a different pshat than Rashi. He says a very mechudish dik idea. It's hard to stim it mamish with the words of the Gemara, but I'll speak out anyways his pshat because it's very it's very interesting. He says I'll pee the Gemara in Avodah Zarah. The Gemara says in Avodah Zarah at the end of the first parak that Sanhedrin went into Golos. They left the Lishas Hagazis and they went to go sit. The Gemara, the Brisa says in the Chanus in the stores by the in the Shuk. The Gemara explains the reason for this was because since murder started to become increasingly more common and the Sanhedrin did not want to have to kill so many people for murdering, so they left the Lishchasagazis because Kozman, the Sanhedrin, is not sitting in the Lishchasagazis. They cannot carry out the din of Mrs. Bezdin and who would do no Bezdin in the world, even a Bezdin of Chaf Gimel, can kill somebody if the Bezdin, if the Sanhedrin Agodol is not sitting in the Lishchasagazis. So the Rashash explains, I'll pee the Rambam that we've already mentioned, Kamapamim. The Rambam holds that the whole reason for Egla Arufa is that Ayyidei bringing the Egla Arufa, we're hoping that it's going to cause a bit of a tumult. And Ayyidei that, we're going to be able to find who the Ritzayach really was. And we're going to be able to kill him. So the Rashash explains, I'll pee that, it's very geschmack. Mishurabu haraitzchim. Once the Reitzchim were Nisrabe, and therefore Sanhedrin had to leave the Lishchas HaGazis in order to not be Mechaev so many people Misa. So now there's no point anymore in doing the Egla Rufa. Because the whole Tachas of Egla Rufa is Dafka to help us find the Reitzchim so we can put him to death. And now that anyways we're not killing Reitzchim anymore because there's too many of them. So Sanhedrin left the Lishchas HaGazis. So bottle the whole Tachas of Egla Rufa. That's the shtickle Torah of the Rashash. What's obviously difficult in the Rashash is the Lashon of the Brisa that says, According to the Rashash, that's not the reason why we stopped doing Egla Rufa. Nothing to do with the fact that there's more of a Suffolk now. The reason is because we can't put, the, we can't put him to death even when we do find him. That's why Rashi explained like the way Rashi did, because the Mashmos of the Brisa is that the suffix Shabbai is what caused us to stop doing the, uh, the Egla Rufa, because there's no more suffix anymore. The Gemara says, Viter, Mishurabu Hanoifim. Recording the Lashon of the Mishra, the Mishra says, Mishurabu Haminafim, Pasku Hamayim Hamarim. Once Niv started to become more common, so they stopped giving May Soita to be Boydek the Isha if she was Miyachet. The Gemara brings a brisa, that the Torah says in the parsha of Saita that the man is innocent of avoin. He's innocent of doing any averus. So the Gemara says that means when the ish himself is menuka, he's clean from avoin. So then hamayim boid kimes ishtoi. Dafka then the water will succeed in being boidek his wife. If the man himself is not clean from Avoin, then the water will not be Boydik his wife. So there's a shtickle Shaila here in the Rishonim, which Aveira here does the Ish have to be Manuka from in order for the water to succeed in being Boydik his wife? There's a little bit of a stira in Rashi's. Rashi in Amasechta, Davchav Chesam and Aleph. Dibur Hamaskal Bizman Shaish Menuka, there the Gemara brings the same Brisa. There Rashi says, Shalaiba Alaya Mishinesra Alav Aisha. Once his wife, once somebody testifies against his wife that she was that she was Miyached with the man that he warned her not to be Miyached with. So the Torah was Machadesh that there's an Isra, it's also for her to live with her husband before the water is Baidekar to see if she was Matame herself or not. So Rashi here explains that Bizman Shaish Oven means he, he he did not violate this new Isser. He did he wasn't boiled his Isha after she became Usr to him because of this man that she was Miyachid with. Dafka then, Dafka that Maisa Veira will be Ma'akev the water from being Baidek his wife. But Smash from Rashi, if he's over any other Isuri Arayas, so love Dafka will that Isser be Ma'akev the, the, the ability of the water to be boidek as ishtoi. 
Rashi Bayas, on the other hand, says in Dibur Hamaschil, Menuka Me'ova, and Rashi says, Menuka Me'ova, Niuf Be'isha Asura Loi, on any Isha which is also to him, Bein Mizusha Nistra, Bein Me'acheres. Rashi's Mefurish over here, that even if it's another Isha, that's not this lady, another Isha's Ish, even if he's over in Isra, Arias with her, that's also going to prevent the water from being buried like his wife. The Rambam, on the other hand, adds another tremendous chiddush in the sugya. The Rambam is found in Hilchas Soita, Perak Beis Halacha Ches. There, the Rambam says Al Derech Rashi, but he adds any avera that he does, any bias Isra from the time that he was a godel, from the time that he became chayv in mitzvahs. It's not clear from Rashi if the Isra, if the Bia Dafka had to happen after his wife became Asr to him, or could it be his entire lifetime? The Rambam is foolish that any Bia's Isra from the time that he became Chayv and Mitzvah is going to be Ma'akev, the water from being Baidika's wife. The Rambam adds another Chiddush, not only that, but even if he's over in Isra Dirabanan, for example, the Gemara says the Yushalmi, the famous Yushalmi, called Habayil al the base Chamov, Somebody who's boil his arusa, which midiraisa is perfectly mutter, but he he's boil her before nisuin, which is only an isadir abanan. So on that, the Rambam says, even if he was over that isadir abanan, that's also going to be ma'akev, the water from being boidik his wife. The next Gemara we're going to discuss, Be'ezus Hashem, is seven lines up from the bottom of the Amud. The Gemara says, "Mishir Rabu Tzarei Ayin v'Torfei Teref, Rabu Ma'amatze Halev v'Koyfze Yadayim Milahalvois." Rashi teaches Tzarei Ha'ayin, "Mishir Rabu Tzarei Ha'ayin." Rashi says, "Milahonay Sacherim b'Mamoynam." A Tzar Ayin is somebody who does not want to be Mahana other people with his money. Torfei Teref, Rashi teaches, "Gazlonim u'Ma'amatze Halev minahaniim l'Rachem." People that steal and people that don't want to give money to Aniim to have Rachamim on them. So when it was Marba, these Tsari Ayin and Tarfei Teref, Rabu Ma'amatse Halev, the Koyfse Yadayim Milahalvois. So people stopped giving loans. When people stopped being wanting to be Mahana other people with their money, so they went to the next level and they wouldn't even give loans to other people. The Gemara says, Va'avru al Mashakosu Batayra, he shamer lecha. Pen, here the Gemara is quoting the Pasuk in Parshas Re'eh. The Pasuk there says, That the Shemitah year is coming. And he doesn't want to run into problems. So he doesn't give a loan to, his, to this Evion because he's afraid that he's not going to get paid back because of the Shemitah Din of Shemitah's Ksofim. He's going to lose his loan. Now the Torah says a specific love, and the Gemara says that he's over this love. Somebody who doesn't lend money to an Ani is over this love. It's interesting, it's mashma from the Gemara, Pashas of the Gemara, that somebody who doesn't give a loan to an Ani is over this love in Parshas Re'eh, even though that love is specifically talking about Shnas HaShemitah. So we're going to discuss now a couple of Marmakoimus and Rishonim and Achroinim, which discuss this issue. The Rambam, in the first halacha, in Hilchus Malva V'loive, says, Mitzvah's Asay L'halvois L'aniyah Yisrael. It's a mitzvah deraisa, to lend money to a poor Jew. Shneemar im kesef talve es ami, you should lend money to my nation. So the Rambam goes on, and Rambam says, The Torah was very makbid on somebody who withheld himself from lending money to an Ani. And the Rambam quotes this pasuk in Parshas Re'eh, which is talking about Shemitah. The Lechem Mishnah asks it for a kasha. He doesn't bring our Gemara, but he asks it for a kasha on the Rambam. The Rambam can't quote this Pasuk. This Pasuk is talking about a love of somebody who because Shemitah is coming, because Shemitah is close, that's why he doesn't lend him money. But somebody who stammers, he doesn't lend money to an Ani, who says that he's over this love? Lechem Mishnah says, and if you'll tell me, 
He makes here a very, very harsh, very good point. He says, if you'll tell me that there's no chiluk, what's the difference if somebody doesn't give a loan because he's afraid that Shemitah's coming, or he doesn't give a loan because he does he because he's cheap or whatever, he doesn't like lending money. What difference does it make? Either way, he's over the love. So he asks the Rambam at the beginning of every 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 section of halachas, the Rambam makes a minion of the mitzvahs that we find in those halachas. So in Hilchah Shemitah V'yoyvil, there the Rambam counts this love of not lending money. This love of Yishomer Lecha, the Rambam counts there in the Minyan Halavin in Hilchah Shemitah V'yoyvil. And in Hilchah's Malva V'loyvil, the Rambam does not count this love. So if the Chefza of the love is not lending money to the Ani, just the Torah was talking, the Torah just had, was thinking of so why would a person not want to lend money to an Ani? Shemitah's coming, that's one example of somebody who doesn't want to lend money. But there could be many different examples of somebody who doesn't want to lend money. So the, this halacha, this love has nothing to do at all with Hilcha Shemitah. So why did the Rambam count this love dafka in the minyan hamitzvahs of Shemitah? And then he left it out by mouth of the if I care it. If anything, Lafizeh, it's a mouth of the loyved dikel love. It's not a Shemitah, a yoyved dikel love. So says the Lecha Mishnah, B'doichek in the Rabbim, you have to say, Afilu Hachi, the Rabbim understood that since the words of the Apostle, when the Torah formulated this love, the Torah said, the words, it's mashba that the tsarus ayin, the ra eincha, that's what the ikrak part of the Torah was. So therefore the Rabbim was able also to stell it to us and to show you that there was a hakpada on the tsarus ayin shaboy, somebody who doesn't give a loan. But in Echenam, it's Mashal Echem Mishnah leaves off that the Rabbim held this was a shmita of a yoivil dikalav, not such a halvod dikalav. Meidach Gisa, Rabbeinu Yoyin Shari Tshuva, in Shar Shlishi, Ois Samich Zayin, he has a very, very chosh of a loshen, I'll read a few inside. He's talking about the love of not lending money. Mina Oz Horos Hatzluyos Bekfitzas Yad. A love that's totally in closing up of the hand. The himana min hamaisa. This is a love of withholding from a maisa. Here, the Rainyon in Shar Shlishi is talking about all different types of love and love that don't have a maisa, love that do have a maisa. This is he's telling you a love which is withholding from a maisa. That's the love to not give a loan to an ani who asks you for a loan. Then, there, then he quotes this puzzle. Somebody who withholds himself from lending money to an ani. He's over two lavin. Shaheim, he's shomer, and pen. Because the puzzle says he's shomer, lecha, and pen. There's two different lavin. The says, if when Shemitah's coming, on there, who's Harushalai Nechta Milahalvois, the Torah commanded him not to withhold alone. Miyiras Dvaha Shemitah, because he's afraid that Shemitah's coming. Afki Bizman Shaloyafsid Khoivoi, Kiyigdal Cheta Khoivitz Yodo Milahalvois. Somebody who, when there's no fear of him losing his loan, well, there's no chashash that Shemitah's coming. Kol Shekein over there, Fakir, it'll be even a bigger Aveira. If the Torah was Makbid and the Torah gave an Oynesh for somebody, when he's afraid he'll lose his loan and he doesn't give a loan, Kol Shekein, if you have no fear at all to lose the loan, says Rebbein Yoyna, Avada Avada is going to be a love on somebody who doesn't give a loan. Therefore, we see from Rebbein Yoyna, Lahediyam and Furish Yoyna, that this is not a love that has to do with Shemitah Batsim. There's a Tosefus Chiddush over here that even when Shemitah's coming, Still, there's a lot, but if Adar Ben Yonah, if Ben Yonah was writing a sefer hamitzvah of the Rambam, he would not have put this love in Hilchas Shmita v'Yoyvel. He would have put it in Hilchas Malva v'Loyve, like the Taina of the Lechem Mishnah. You have been listening to the Shiurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the Daf worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a Daf or Masechta please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.